Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. As always, it's great to be with you all uh, here in God's house or wherever it is that you happen to be uh, to worship him today and most especially to receive from him his wonderful gifts that he has so graciously planned for us in his word and in his sacrament here this morning. Uh, Please stand and wave to everybody from where you are and greet each other in that way. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Frystown, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message, assisting in the worship service is lay minister Bruce Slatton and organist Mrs. Susan Seneger. Today's order of service is at trinity1874.com. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by the St. John's Lutheran Church, Stonesbury, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. All right, let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we are thankful today for this day, this Lord's day. Truly, Lord, this is the day that you have made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that each of us are called here not by accident or by chance, but because your gospel has called us to be here. And as we're going to talk about today, your gospel, which includes everyone. And for that, Lord, we thank you. And now we ask that as We are here to be served by you. We pray that you would fill us with a zeal for your house of worship here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The opening choral interlude is Pescadero de Hombres, which means Fisherman of Men. I drift on the waters, be the resting place of my restless heart, my life's companion, my friend and refuge.
stand. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We sing our opening hymn, verses 1 through 3 of Open Now Thy Gates of Beauty. It's number 901. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the to you, O Lord, I call, my rock, be not deaf to me. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help. 
Blessed be the Lord. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is the strength of his people. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, you give your children many blessings, even though we are undeserving. In every trial and temptation, 
Grant us steadfast confidence in your loving kindness and mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading for this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 56. Thus says the Lord, keep justice and do righteousness, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, and holds fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. The Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, I will gather yet others to him besides those already gathered. This is the word of our Lord. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. The epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 11. I ask then, as God rejected his people, by no means. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew. Now I am speaking to you Gentiles. Inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order to somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? As regards the gospel, they are enemies of God for your sake. But as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they also may now receive mercy. For God has consigned all to be disobedience that he may have mercy on all. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. This is also the text for the sermon in a moment. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thank you. 
Please be seated. We sing the hymn of the day. We praise you and acknowledge you, O God, number 941.
Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read from Matthew chapter 15, the faith of the Canaanite woman. For some reason, the story that my professor told our homiletics class on that morning sticks with me, and I have never used it as a sermon illustration until this day. So this is like, how long was that? This is like 15 years coming. So here we go. He told the story about how he was about to miss his flight. And when he got to the desk, there were no more seats left for him. And it was a Saturday night, and of course he had to preach the next morning on Sunday. And so he goes up to the desk and try and just implores himself to him, saying, please, please, I need to get on this plane. My, my flock needs me. Please, please let me get on this plane. And they finally, I guess they had mercy on him and they found him a seat. So he gets on the plane. And as he is sitting there, he finds himself checking his watch like, man, is this thing ever going to leave? I mean, geez, how much longer is this going to take? And then as he is checking his watch, he sees other stragglers coming in late on the plane. (laughs) And in his mind, he recounts, well, who let the riffraff on? Are we ever going to go? Can you hurry up, please? Of course, you see the point. It was okay for the plane to wait for him, and it was okay for them to let him on, but of course, when the riffraff, riffraff wanted to get on, well, he just didn't have time for that. And our text for this morning, and actually in the three texts that were just read, The theme is the inclusiveness of the gospel. That the gospel is for everyone. Not just some. Not just for people who have believed their entire life or people who have believed for the last ten seconds. The gospel is for everyone. And we have read about in these accounts, kind of back to back to back with Matthew, we read about Jesus's, his compassion on his people with the feeding of the 5,000. We read about his authority when Peter walks out to him, or tries to anyway, walks out to him on the water, and he notices the wind and the waves around him, and he begins to sink, and Jesus in his authority, the instant that Peter cries out, Lord, save me, he reaches down his hand, lifts Peter out of the water. And in the story today, the story of a Canaanite woman who comes to Jesus for help, we sort of see a mixture of both the compassion of Christ as well as his authority. So if you would please look at at the text, and we are going to go through it here this morning. Remember what Matthew's goal is. We've talked about this before. Matthew's goal, he is writing to Jewish readers, to Jewish hearers, And his goal is to convince them 
that Jesus is exactly who he says that he is. And there we, we have seen confessions about Jesus that have led us to this point. Last week, when, the, when Jesus got inside of the boat after saving Peter, they all fell down and they worshipped him and they said that you are the Son of God. So there is one confession. It, it, it made a little bit more sense for the disciples to confess than it does for this Canaanite woman to confess what she does. She cries out, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. So verse 21, and Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. A couple things. Number one, the Canaanites are literally the sworn enemies of Jesus' people. And so literally, a sworn enemy of Jesus, and he knows this, and she does too, is coming to Jesus for help. This is a big deal. Remember that the Canaanites, they, they worshipped all kinds of false gods, and they led other people to worship these same false gods. They were outsiders. Of If there was a totem pole of who might be allowed into God's chosen people, they would be at the very bottom. So this encounter that Jesus has with this Canaanite woman is a very big deal. And she cries out to him, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. We don't know how, but somehow the gospel had gotten to where she lived and she knew exactly who he was. And not only did she know exactly who he was, but she was also willing to to speak it out loud. Again, a sworn enemy of the people of Jesus, a sworn enemy of Jesus himself, and she is willing to cry out out loud, O Lord, Son of David. So not not just that she knows that he's Lord, but she knows She knows his line. Again, this is a very big deal. And she she has nowhere else to turn. Her daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Verse 23, but Jesus did not answer her a word. Dr. Gibbs says in his commentary that that it is absolutely useless for us to try to guess as to why he didn't say it, because we're just not given why he, he didn't say anything to her, at least not initially. So we're not going to try. And his disciples now come to him and begged him, saying, send her away, for she is crying out after us. Remember that the disciples sort of have this history of having no time for the people. Remember what happened in the feeding of the 5,000. Lord, send them away so they can go get something to eat. They, They were a little bit more compassionate with them in that particular account, but in this one, they are essentially telling Jesus, just give her what she wants. Just give her what she wants so that she can leave, because quite frankly, she's annoying us. That is pretty much what the disciples are saying to Jesus at this point. And he answered to them, to the disciples, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I was sent only to God's chosen people, is what Jesus says. Verse 25, but 
as any mother in this room would I am sure agree with, when your child is sick, you go to any lengths, any lengths, to make sure to, to relieve them of whatever pain that they are in. So this mother, again, a sworn enemy of Christ, but yet this mother is at the end of her rope and she persists. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, there's another confession, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, it's important to understand, too, that at this time, dogs in this part of the world and at this time were not treated like dogs in America are. The majority of dogs in America, they get treated really, really well. Some of them have, like, when it's cold outside, they have little booties for their feet. Some of you put sweaters on, on your dogs, and that's, and that's all fine. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't really care. There, there's nothing in the Bible that says that you can't put little booties on your dog's feet. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But to give context, dogs in this part of the world at this time were treated terribly. They were an annoyance. They, they just, they were, they were at the very, 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 very bottom of the societal ladder. You didn't put booties on these dogs' feet. If they died, they died. If they got sick, they got sick. However it was. And Jesus is comparing this Canaanite woman to those dogs. If they got sick, they got sick. If they died, they died. And yet, as any mother would, as any parent would, she persists. And her answer is incredible. She said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Essentially what she is saying, again, if we look at the context of all of these accounts that we have been reading, remember what was at the end, when in the feeding of the 5,000, everybody gets fed. Men, women, children, disciples, and then what was left over? Twelve basketfuls were left over from the Lord's compassion upon his people. So what Matthew was telling his readers is, in effect, she is saying, yes, Lord, I know, and you are exactly right, and all I want is what's left from the twelve basketfuls. And that will be enough. There are very few times in Scripture, very, very few times, in the Gospels that we are told that Jesus is amazed, that he, is, that he has marveled at something that somebody has said. Interestingly, the, the first time that we are told about it happens just a few chapters earlier in chapter 8, verse 10, and this is when the soldier comes to him and says that that one of his, of his of his servants is not well is dying and the soldier shows such faith to Jesus in his conversation with them and then Jesus says in verse in verse 10 no I'm sorry it says about Jesus in verse 10 when Jesus heard what the soldier said he marveled he was amazed and the same thing happens here with this sworn enemy with this Canaanite woman, isn't it interesting that the disciples, the, the ones who you would think would have no problem 
believing. They still are sort of having issues. And the one who is the sworn enemy of the Messiah, the one who comes from the land of false gods, is the one that he marvels at and is astonished at what he has heard from, from her. And then finally in verse 28, then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Now, this text should not tell you that if you just nag God about what you want in your life, that he is then going to eventually give in. That's not what this text is saying. That's not what this text is doing. He might, but don't count on it. I think we're all mature enough Christians to know that. That doesn't mean that he doesn't want you to pray to him for what it is that, that you seek and what it is that you desire and what it is that you think that, that you need. Yes, of course, he has commanded you to do that. But remember the, the theme that we are talking about here this morning, the inclusiveness of the gospel. The gospel is so great and so grand and so large and so wonderful that the author of the gospel, Jesus himself, grants this woman's request. Not because of who she is, not because of what she's done, not because of anything else other than the fact that she, as she said, as Jesus says, because she has faith. And again, we don't know when that faith occurred. We don't know when she heard the gospel for the first time, all that matters is that she had faith. And the gospel is for anyone, anyone who has faith. This means, well, just what I said, everyone. The people that you don't like, your enemies, it's for them too. As a matter of fact, it is so much for them that Jesus commands you as Christians, as believers in him, to pray for your enemies. Don't raise your hands. How many of us do that on a regular basis? Don't raise your hands or, or whatever. Just think. The gospel is for them too. And if you are someone, if you are someone who thinks that you are, that, that the sins that you have committed are so great, are, 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 are so numerous. If you are someone who walks around in life and you think that you are just unlovable, the gospel is for you as well. If you think that, well, there's, there's no way that, that Jesus can really forgive this sin and there's, surely he's keeping track of everything that I have done, let me assure you that he is not, and let me assure you that you are just as loved as anybody else is. The gospel is for you as well. And for those of us here this morning, whether it was here in the sanctuary, whether it was watching on Facebook Live or listening on the radio or whatever that it was, any church anywhere, if people confess their sins, the Bible promises us if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and he will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is no resume required. 
It simply says that he forgives. And again, if we look at what Matthew is doing, why does he do that? Number one, out of his compassion. Number two, out of his authority. And number three, because he has compassion and because he has the authority to do that. And it's not, again, think back to the feeding of the 5,000. Is it just enough gospel? Is it just enough forgiveness to get you by? No. According to the account in the feeding of the 5,000, there was so much left over that there were 12 basketfuls. According to the story of the prodigal son, the son comes home and the father comes racing out to meet him and does he just say, oh great, great, pat on the back, welcome home, now let's get back to work. No. He wraps his arms around him, puts the best robe on him, puts the best ring on his finger, and he tells his servants, kill the fattened calf because we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate that my son has come home. The point is this, that the gospel is for everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what sins that you have, that you have committed. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what nationality that you are. It doesn't matter who you are. The gospel is for everyone. And not just for everyone, it is for everyone in an overwhelming amount. The gospels also tell us that we have received mercy, but not just mercy. And not just grace. But specifically, it says grace upon grace upon grace. When Jesus tells his disciples how many times that, that they should forgive someone, does he give, does he, does he say, well... I'd say about 210 times, and that, that should be plenty. No. He says 70 times 7. Infinite amount. An infinite amount. And that is how much that you and I have been forgiven as well. That's how incredible that the gospel is. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how many times that you've sinned. If you are one, I, I heard this example from a pastored about about two years ago and i love it he said even if you are in the middle of a sin at the moment that jesus returns guess what happens you get forgiven right away without any questions to ask he's going to snatch you up and bring you home that's awesome that's incredible that is the gospel no questions asked and that is the theme and the point that matthew is trying to get across to his readers to his hearers and to you and i today that the only one who has the compassion and the, the, the large enough amount of compassion to do that and the large enough amount of authority, the only authority to do that is Christ. And he has done that for you. He has done that for me. Only Christ who, who can on the cross say to the one who was crucified next to him while he's dying, you're going to be with me too. That is the gospel, folks. That is what we gather here for. That is, that is why I have a job. It's because of the gospel. The gospel that is for all people. The gospel that, that, that says, it, even if you, if you just cry out, Lord, save me, it doesn't matter what you've done, he'll save you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. take this time now to just remind of the different ways during this time that you can continue to give your offering and your tithe. Uh, the first way is to drop it off in the offering basket that is in the back of the narthex there if you have not yet done so. Uh, the second way is to go to our church and school website that is trinity1874.com. In the upper right hand corner is a donate button. All that you have to do is click on that and follow the directions. The third way is to uh, stop by the church office and to drop it off there during our regular hours, or you may mail your offering or tithe in to the church office uh, as well. Please stand as we sing the offertory. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we thank you for making this day a, a day of rest and worship. You have brought us safely here so we can pray, sing praises, be blessed by your word, and soon to participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion. But before we do that, we want to thank you for Pastor's message of joy and hope. Remind us this week that your amazing love and grace is for all people. Give our hearts peace and calmness and the confidence that we are a saved people, a people 
with your promise of salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, with whom all things are possible, hear our prayer for those who are dealing with illness, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those who are struggling emotionally or spiritually. This morning, we'll lift up to you all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Steve, Becky, Bob Curtit, Bob Dodson, Bob Yelinek, Carrie Degan, Emma Conklin, Wayne, Rose Marie, John Alexander, Debbie, Mary, Lisa, Joe, Judy, Louise, Dana, Florine, Sherry, Fawn, Hunter, Marilyn, Police Officer Mark Preby, Heather Preby, Deborah, Ross, Bonnie, Rob Kruger, and Jerry Kruger. These, Lord, we lift up to you as well as those we now name in our hearts. Lord, you are our very present help in trouble. We know you can heal. Your grace can restore health and give strength to carry on. Remove the worries and anxious fears that would seek to crush us during these, this time of need. Comfort all who suffer. Lord, in your mercy. We give thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servant, Judy Lady, who is celebrating 80 years of life. Father, we give you thanks especially for bestowing on her length of days. Grant that, that she may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May the celebration of her birth be a celebration of life both now and the life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we honor you by many names. Today we pray to you as the Lord and giver of life. We pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one. We lift up Nadine Oberman's family as they mourn the loss of her son, Mark. Lord, we give you thanks for keeping your promise of receiving into your heavenly kingdom all who believe in salvation through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we ask you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Be with all who mourn and comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all the saints as we spend eternity in heaven where there's no more pain, loneliness, or despair. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word. Spend time in daily prayer. Strengthen our hearts for mission. And finally, nurture the love we have for you and one another. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. We sing verses 4 through 5 of Open Now the Gates of Beauty, number 901.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Together we pray the prayer that the Lord himself gave us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacraments, and none in the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing of the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. This radio broadcast is made possible by donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Confirmation classes will start meeting on September 13th at 8.45 a.m. in the chapel. This class is for children in the 7th and 8th grade and not attending Trinity Lutheran School. Volunteers are needed to help operate the live streaming camera during the church services in the morning. Please contact the church office if you can help out. One new thing at, at Trinity is an instant church directory. The church is working to putting together our church directory online using a program called Instant Church Directory Online. To learn more about it, you can visit the website here at instantchurchdirectory.com. This is a new program for the church, so please be patient as we work our way through this. The Lutheran Hour on August 16th, Seeing is Believing. The guest speaker, the Reverend Dr. Dale Meyer, Believing in Jesus Christ, We Truly See the Way They Are. It's Archives August. The Lutheran Hour may be heard on the following stations uh, on each Sunday. KKOWAM 860, Pittsburgh, Kansas at 930 KLFC FM 88.1 Branson at 9.30, KRUM 100.5 Rogers, 12.30 p.m., and KNOEO, sorry, 91.7 Neosho at 1 p.m. The radio broadcast for Trinity Lutheran Church services may be heard on radio station KKBL 95.9 and live stream broadcast Trinity 1874 on the internet, a tablet, or a smartphone. Trinity Lutheran School is starting. Help stock the pantry. Uh, we need help in the following items. Can we deliver to the church of the school or the church office? soul adorn yourself with gladness hymn 636 verses 1 through 4 hymn 636 verses 1 through 4 It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service.
has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast at freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.